All right, welcome back everybody to Green Squad Chats. Today we're going to be talking about don't let the bad result be the indicator for you actually having a problem. Let's dive in. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and start it off. This topic came about because I thought there was an indicator on brake pads for a vehicle. And I heard a grinding sound one day from my brakes, took it in about a week later, thinking that there may not have been a real big issue. Said, hey, there's a, a sound coming from my rear brakes. Can you take a look at it? And when they called me an hour later, they said, hey, you wore your brake pads down to metal and you were just metal on metal with your rotor. And so I thought there was some kind of squealing or some sound that it makes. And they said, no, they don't make a lot of brake pads with those indicators anymore. So we have to replace now both your brake pads and your rotors. The problem is now worse than you originally thought it was. That's how this topic came about today. And that's what we're going to discuss as a group. This is great, James. I think you can touch on so many different aspects of life, business, finance, and uh, we could probably make this a two hour episode, but don't worry, we won't. I mean, on the personal side, I think it ties in very much to self-care. You know, everybody on this podcast are go-getters, type A, driven personalities that probably at one time or another have ignored self-care at the expense of work, whether that's for the military or in business. I'm going through a huge transition now. Actually, I'm six days away, six days post my last day in uniform. So, And I'm realizing now in just my first week out of the Navy that I need to do a little more focus on self-care. And so for me, that's dedicating time to the practice of yoga at least once a week so that I can have a clear mind and I can be in a better mental space and physical state to tackle the other business ventures that I've got going and and to be more present for my family and my loved ones. And so there's not necessarily a brake pad wear indicator for that either. I just have to prioritize it. I'll tell you a really good one. This one just popped me right in the face. And this was a lesson learned in pain. It's very recent, very open about this. I'm very go, go, go. I have two full-time employees. One is an operations manager. One is a marketing manager. They're doing a great job. And the problem that has manifested is the time that I have taken to give them proper training because we've got a lot going on in our business all the time. You know, that's a problem that we look to have, I guess. And the bad result that manifested is we are now processing our first ever eviction because I skipped some steps in the training with my operations manager in how we diligently screen for background for a new tenant. So we skipped over a few steps. We said, oh, it'll be all right. The tenant's first payment bounced, ended up never getting the money. So we have no security deposit or anything. Tenant's been in there almost a month, refused to pay after three day notice. So not the end of the world, but it will be our first eviction. And that's because I skipped these steps in training. And now, I mean, I'm living it right now. The bad result is indeed becoming the indicator for the problem. And so, you know, it's present in my business too. I know it may seem like we get on here and we got everything figured out, but we face a lot of issues that uh, are very real. So I'll be open about that today. Yeah. It's the idea of preventative maintenance. If I could tie it, you know, from a car to the personal realm as well, it's preventative maintenance. It's putting in the work to make sure that 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you don't start seeing these symptoms or like you said, James, results of the underlying issue because there was never any preventative maintenance done. There was never any self-care done. There was never that daily consistent action of whatever, pick your poison, right? Of mindfulness, of yoga, like Tom said, hitting the gym, whatever your choice is. Those things that you might not see results 
results immediately, but you know that down the road, you are preventing a, a much larger issue, a much larger breakdown and more costly personal side. And hey, instead of brake pads, now I'm replacing rotors, right? Without the preventative maintenance on yourself, there will be way more costly symptoms down the road. And I don't want to imply that I've got the self-care thing wired. Don't get me wrong. The urge to do the self-care is because I'm recognizing those problems that uh, that James was talking about, and uh, I need to implement a solution. Well, so, you know, look, Stephen R. Covey did a really good job of that, right? He calls it sharpening the saw, right? You have to be able to take that time to stop and assess. You know, Brandon, you talked about preventative maintenance. In the Marine Corps, we have preventative maintenance, checks and services, PMCS for all of our equipment. And, um, you know, what are we doing to ensure that stuff isn't breaking down when we need it most? And if you're not taking that time to reset, refresh, or at least analyzing what your current situation is to make sure that it is so that when you have an eviction, you are prepped for it, like James talked about, then you are going to have, you know, bump your roads ahead. No pun intended. What about, who's got some thoughts on, on how this would apply to a personal finance? I got one. Diversification. So how many people lost a ton of money because they're like, crypto is going to the moon. And so I'm going to put it all in on crypto and I'm not going to have a reserve savings account. I'm not going to keep money in index funds as a long-term risk buffer because we see year over year over decades, S&P 500 will do about between a six and 12% return. So let's go all in on crypto. And so that with crypto, I'm not a crypto hater, but that with crypto and then people who kept their money on the exchanges, their currency on the exchanges with crypto, all of a sudden you got the bad result huge problem. I think diversification, lack of diversification is how this relates to finances. Because all of a sudden, when you're reeling from this pain you're feeling financially, you realize that the plan that you had was not a sound one. I just got done uh, looking at a 18 house portfolio of uh, houses. And the every house that we looked at was just band-aided over and over and over again. They would have a wood rot issue. And so what they would do is rip out the rotten wood and put the new wood in, but they didn't address the the water that was causing the rotten wood. And so all the time, the guy's like, hey, I just replaced that two years ago. And it's like, well, great. Now it needs replaced again because they didn't fix the problem. They only band-aided it and just kept putting new wood in there. So it's the same sort of thing. I mean, I think one of the parallels to, to business or to life is to focus on the fundamentals, right? That's how you get left to this. And so maybe the fundamentals in life are a good fitness plan or the fundamentals in finance, like James was saying, are diversification. In business, it's probably some sort of a focus on the fundamental building blocks, the day-to-day processes. I think James may have touched on this. Making sure those are sound will ensure that you remain left of problems and that you have those brake pad wear indicators in place so that you get alerted to a problem before it's a problem. Right. And now James sees that there's an issue. So now what is he going to do next time? Is he going to hire somebody to look at his brakes every year? Is he going to start looking at his brakes every year? You know, same sort of thing that you can put to the truck as you can put to life as investing in real estate, finances, whatever. Yeah. Another tie I see besides diversification is when you say diversification, that might mean different things to different people, James. When I hear that as it pertains to preventative maintenance and finance, I think of how am I storing the money that I earn that comes into my world? How am I storing that to protect it while at the same time, how am I opening up access to other sources of financing? How am I then from there branching out? 
out into maybe different tiers of different risk levels of investments, whether that's, you know, the stock market or real estate and different kinds of real estate. So that's what I think of with diversification. But I think part of my preventative maintenance is really that those reserves. It's having, knowing myself, knowing my, what else I've got going on, whether it's business, personal expenses, whatever, is having enough reserves in play to give me the confidence to weather any any storm because things are not going to be great all the time. And those reserves will come in handy during those times. So for me, yeah, I'd say preventative maintenance is reserves and how to keep more of what you earn and, and make sure you're resilient. I think it's also important to not follow somebody else's process and preventative maintenance. What works for Tom that won't work for James, but won't work for me. You know, we can take advice from each other, but we're the ones that kind of have to figure it out and make it to apply to our own lives. Don't just follow what somebody else is doing. Take the time and, and get your own process in play. Yeah, that's huge, right? Because we're all different. So you can find somebody, mentors are phenomenal. And you find a mentor who's kind of where you see yourself maybe being one day, and then how can you maybe follow that path? But the problem is that mentor and every other person on the planet is going through different things. And so those steps that they took might not work in your case. And so I like to think of it as, does that mean you have to do everything on your own from scratch? No, absolutely not. Find those mentors who've paved the way, but try to extract the principles out of what they're doing, what they've done, how they've been successful, rather than just the exact step they took. What's the principle behind that? And then how can you apply that in your own life? It's kind of how I look at that, but spot on, Marty. Like I'm, I resonate with that for sure. What is going on today? This you, we're we need to step this up. I feel like we're, we're dry right now. We're dry right now. Tom, say something revolutionary, profound, to us, please. Make us all feel good. That's we need, Adam. We need you to quarterback this, man. I know. We I'm need a quarter. We need a quarterback in here. I'm distracted on our own podcast. <laughs> Is that because of a uh, a problem that you didn't have a brake pad indicator for? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm actually talking. I did a post yesterday on social media about a company I was using that I had an annual subscription to for about 3K a year. And we weren't really using the software. Uh, it's nothing wrong with the software. It just didn't fit our model. And it renewed on October 8th. I was 10 days late canceling it. They wouldn't refund because they have a no refund policy, you know, rightfully so. And uh, I was just a little frustrated with that, but like didn't have the appropriate systems or things in place to make sure that we were looking at things like that for our business. It's part of our operation, protect the bottom line, like no frivolous spend. And when we have something that's not performing for our particular model, then we need to get rid of it. And that was a hundred percent my fault. It's just frustrating. So maybe if I had a little indicator in my system set up to say, Hey, your, your thing is you're one of your many things in your business is coming up for renewal, are you getting a return on investment on it? Then I would have been more effective. But instead, I have to own the fact that I was careless with that particular spend and it hurts our business because of it. What kind of tools do you guys have? What are are some tools in business, in life, in finance, have you put in place or are you going to put in place to act as those those brake pad wear indicators? I do a quarterly performance review 
with my employees. I'm pretty reliant on my employees to be able to function as a business. And so if they fall into the category where they're not having a good time and they don't feel empowered or purposeful in their work, then I need to implement corrective steps in order to make that the case. I think that's one thing that I do. I think there's more that I could do. Yeah, I'm curious to know, Adam, after this realization now, what are you thinking about for indicators? Yeah, so there's a lot of technical things you can put in place. Something as simple as really like, well, let me give some context. From kind of a software and system perspective, we're probably at about $44,000 annually in spend, which doesn't seem massive. I mean, it might seem massive to some, but when your top line's over a million dollars in revenue, then it's a fraction. But the question is, is like, are all those things optimized? Are they hung on our core process and supporting ease and effectiveness of success? And the answer a lot of times is no. So something as simple is setting up a calendar reminder for every subscription you have on pay and renewal dates for an admin in your business or somebody to like just check in and go in the weekly meeting, hey, this is coming up for renewal. Are we getting a return on investment on it? Is this something we want to continue? Is a process and system you can hang on to that. Another thing that for us personally came out of actually a business meeting we had last week with our executive advisor was right person, right seat. So skill sets of the people on your team. The most optimistic, least detailed person should not be the person assigned to protect the bottom line. I am personally an optimistic and I'm not not a detailed person, but that's not like my, I'm gas pedal. I want to go forward. I want to do more. I want to be bigger. So we actually talked about taking our director of operations and putting more of that role into her bucket so that she can be responsible for protecting the bottom line while I'm responsible for driving the top line to checks and balances. Yeah. And having the right people knowing their strengths what they're naturally inclined to do. That's part of preventative maintenance, you know, running potential hires through some type of assessment to understand the role that they're going to be best fit for, most comfortable with, most natural in before you even hire them. That's also a form of preventative maintenance, trying to avoid those costly breakdowns down the road. I love it. Adam, you mentioned a calendar in your comments as one of the tools. And I, my family lives and dies by our calendar. And, you know, whether that's just taking care of the family stuff or business to do items, whether it's canceling that subscription you were talking about, following up with somebody that I owe a follow up to. If it's not in the calendar, it's not going to happen. So that's the tool that I use day to day. And then every morning I start by looking at my calendar for the day, looking at what's coming and looking back at the day before to see if I missed anything. Maybe I I failed to execute on something. And if so, I have to pull it over into today and uh, make it happen. But that's my go-to tool. The calendar might be the most powerful software tool out there. I mean, if you think about it, it's one of the few tools that can synchronize functions across your life, your business, your kids, your sports, your, I mean, what an incredibly powerful tool when you think about it. And we've gotten to the point in our family where we do a weekly calendar sync. My wife and I, you could put a military term on top of it. Brandon, I love it. If we fail to execute that for some reason, right? We get overcome by events. We miss our allotted time for kids sports or we've got friends in town, whatever the case may be. If we miss it, I can guarantee you that the next week in our household is going to be chaotic. There's going to be finger pointing when we miss something. There's going to be stressful interactions. That hour that we spend reviewing the calendar in detail for the next week and then looking out at some big events coming for the weeks after is critical to uh, both peace and success in our household. 
Wait till they get to become teenagers, Tom. Like that, I wholeheartedly agree and support and concur with that statement that our weekly meetup as a family, you know, three teenagers figuring out where they got to go, two of them trying to help if the oldest can drive and drop off. It is crucial to make sure that the business and the sanity of of the wife and the home front is uh, maintained with some type of decency and the finger pointing can get heavy and loud when uh, that weekly plan is not figured out correctly. Yeah, a signal, right? There's a symptom there. The preventative maintenance was skipped for that week. We didn't do the calendar sync. We didn't do the family meetup. And then the symptom is, man, chaos that following week. But the joy of that allows you to see where the free space is. You know, your white space training from the battalion, right? Like you can bring that in like, oh, we've got time here. We can sit that or, hey, we had this come up for an invitation or, you know, some type of event. Does that work? No. And the power that it brings to be able to like, yeah, hey, sorry, we won't be able to make that. Like, that's okay. I think sometimes there's a lot of self-guilt that happens. We're like, oh, we can't make this. We can't do that. No, it's okay that we're not living on a whim and we can just bolt and jet. And learning how to accept no and being graceful and declining is something that is very preventative in nature also. Yeah. Brandon, take us home. We had this conversation during our normal weekly meetings that we've been doing for over four years. And I love how that conversation about brake pads and lack of indicators so applicable to all these other areas, whether it's personal care, whether it's your business, right? It just goes to show you that you can take lessons learned and principles from all areas of your life, extract those and bring them into other areas of your your life. And specifically, right, that preventative maintenance that we've been talking about today, you're not always going to see immediate results. And some of this stuff is tedious. A weekly family meeting, there's probably people listening that are like, what? That sounds like work. That sounds like my job. Why would I bring that home? It's the fact that those little things are going to make your life so much better down the road. And it's taking a little bit more of a long-term view on things rather than just living by the moment all the time. So I love it. It's about extracting principles. I love these conversations that we have every Saturday morning. It just gets the juices flowing. Love you guys. Thanks everybody for tuning in to Green Squad Chats. If you liked the episode, give us a five-star review. If you didn't, then reach out to one of us and let us know what we could do better and we will see you next time.